הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שדרנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר הקדוש מה שבארץ המה. ובבחן רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו למנחן ובמק החוכמה רבנו נחמן פגם את שמחה. נענך נחמן נחמן אומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. עכשיו ברוך השם We start a new סעיף uh, in שיחות ערן, סעיף רל"ג, we'll finish off this section discussing the topic of התבודדות. And uh, before we enter the next section, which will start in the next podcast on the different conversations Rabbeinu had with some students. So, that uh, range and speak about different topics. So, let's discuss today. סעיף רל"ג, שמעתי מאיש אחד מאנשיו, שפעם אחת דיבר רבנו עמו מעניין בגדים. One time, one of Rabbeinu's students was speaking with him about the subject of clothing, and obviously the student is relating the story back to Rabbi Nata. ואמר לו, And Rabbeinu told the student, Over every single thing a person needs to pray. Rabbeinu is sending out the klal here, the, the main thing, the principle here. The principle is that for every single thing, gashmiut or ruchaniut, spiritual or physical material, you need to pray. Rabbeinu says in simplicity, if your clothing is torn and you need a new garment, for example, you tore your jacket, you need a new jacket, Pray to Hashem it barach that He gives you a new beged, that He gives you a new garment. And this is true about every single thing, something small or something big. Over everything, accustom yourself to pray to Hashem it barach constantly over everything that you're lacking. Rabbeinu is saying, even the tzaddikim do this. It's not that the tzaddikim only pray, only, only, only spiritual. Yes, they get to a level where they begin to address this, the, the material through this, the spiritual. But of course, everything, whenever you need a, a coat during the winter because it's cold, you need to pray for that coat. Don't think that you're above or that, you're, you're, that it's above your dignity to pray for something which is material. Because of course, we have, to, we have to be real with ourselves. If we're lacking something and we feel that lack, we have to pray over that which we're lacking. And it's very important to do this. One time Rabbi Yisrael Karduna was in the cold, in the freezing cold winter in Eastern Europe. And he was praying to Hashem Barach. He was saying, Hashem Barach, give me a coat or give me the dot that I don't need the coat. But I can't stay in the middle right here. Because Rabbi, Natan, uh, Rabbi Yisrael Karduna was freezing. So he, he was telling Hashem Barach, Hashem, get me a coat that I need. Or Hashem Barach, give me the consciousness that I don't need the coat. That way I can be happy even if I don't have the coat. But I can't stay in the middle when I'm freezing cold. And, I'm, I, and I don't have the dot or I don't have the coat. So imagine the level we're talking about here where everything is a conversation with Hashem Itbach. From the jeans that you wear to the sweater, to the jacket, to a new kippah, to whatever it is. Everything we have to pray to Hashem Itbach for everything that we're lacking. Rabbanu says, even though that the essential thing to pray about is that which is essential, meaning what? Meaning about serving Hashem Itbarach, to have the merit to draw close to Hashem Itbarach, blessed be He. Even though this is the main thing, even so, Rabbanu says, we need to pray over that which is physical too. Rabbanu says, but that one who does not engage in this in this, uh, what do you call it, practice, to pray for everything that you need, especially in material, like panasa, like livelihood, clothing, um, whatever it might be. Rabbanu says, one who does not pray to Hashem for these things, 
even though God grants it to you, for example, the clothing that He gives you, or the livelihood that He gives you, whatever needs that you need, the food that's on your table, all the livelihood that is given to you is like you're an animal. Because Hashem Yitbach still gives food to the animal. The animal doesn't pray, but He still gives food to him. The same is true of the, the livelihood, the vitality that you receive, that you are given by God, that, you, that you're given from God without you praying for it. It's the same way. Because the main thing is that you have to channel all your vitality, everything that you're being given through prayer to Hashem. You have to pray to Hashem to receive that. Therefore, all your vitality, if you do not pray for it, is like the vitality of an animal. Because this is the main key, Rabbi Hussein. A person needs to draw down all of his livelihood, his vitality, his life force, all his needs, from the clothing that you wear, to the food that you eat, to whatever it is, the friends that you want, it could be anything. All your needs you need, you need to channel from Hashem Barach through prayer and through supplication specifically. And this is the key. Beg Hashem Barach to grant you what you need. And make sure that you don't pray because you don't pray with the with the concept of merits. Don't pray and beg Hashem Barach because you have a merit of something. And ask Hashem Barach, grant me this because I did this good. It's a very bad way to pray like this. Rabbi teaches us in lesson 20 of Likut Moran that we have to pray solely relying on Hashem's chesed and Hashem's rachamim. This is the highest level of tefillah. You have to pray that Hashem grants you uh, whatever you need from the Otsar Matanat Chinam, from the treasure house of unconditional gifts. Only the tzaddikim know how to really pray using their merits and they specifically do that in order to subdue the evil whenever they want to give a class and they want to bring down new Torah, that they want to subdue the evil within the congregation, the Eda, the tzaddikim use their merit to subdue the, the evil within, within those around them. But not for themselves, nothing. So this is something that's very important for us to understand. Rabbi Rabinatan says, I also heard the same thing from Rabbeinu's mouth when I needed something very insignificant. I think there's a story about Rabbi Nathan that he had a, a button on his coat that was messed up. And uh, Rabbi Nathan uh, was looking at Rabbi Nathan and he said, you know, you need to pray for that too. Even for the button on your coat. The Amar. And Rabbeinu told Rabbi Nathan, pray about this to Hashem. And Rabbi Nathan says, I stood there, asto- I stood there ast- astonished. I was wowed. I was blown away. Because... It was something that was surprising to me in my own eyes that I needed to pray to Hashem Yitbach for something so low like this, like a button. Especially because it wasn't very necessary. I can button the other buttons on a coat. But Rabbeinu responded to Rabbi Nathan's thoughts. <laughs> he responded to his, to his reaction. Rhetorically. Why it is beneath your, your honor, your dignity to pray to Hashem Yitbach for something small like this? Obviously not. And then Rabbeinu told a small story about a, a man from Medzibos, from Medzibos, from the place where Rabbeinu grew up, from the place where Rabbeinu was born. Rabbeinu told a, sto- a small story about a, 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 a story about trust, about bitachon, trusting in God, about this man from Medzibos. 
and uh, it spoke about some about praying over small things like this. And the main idea is that you need to pray to Hashem about all the small things that you need in the world. Everything. Small to big. And it's also brought down in the book of the Aleph Bet and Sefer Amidot about this subject, as it mentioned over there in, uh, in the subject of Tfilah, prayer, uh, uh, section 37. It mentioned over there that over everything, small or big, you have to pray. And this is a huge principle that we need to instill within our heads. To speak to Hashem Yidbarach about every single thing. This is what makes Hashem Yidbarach a best friend. When Rabbeinu says to Rabbi Natsan, speak to Hashem Yidbarach like your best friend, this is what he was telling him. You need to pray to Hashem Yidbarach and speak to Hashem Yidbarach over everything. Tell him everything that you need. From the biggest thing to the smallest thing. And this is what ensures that we never forget Hashem. And that we're with Hashem Yidbarach in everything that we do. Conversation 234. I heard in Rabenu's name with regard to the subject about reinforcing the, the idea of Idbodadut and con- conversing between one and his creator. Conversation between one and Hashem. Rabenu was speaking about this, about reinforcing. He was reinforcing his students about this, this important practice of Idbodadut. Amar, Rabenu said, Rabbeinu says that even if it felt as if years and days and years has passed, have passed, and it seems to him as if he has accomplished nothing with his conversations or his words at all, nonetheless, do not fall from this, do not be discouraged from this. Because Rabbeinu is saying the truth is this, and it's certain that even though your words feel in your own eyes as if they have no grace, as if they have accomplished nothing, it is true, and this is a fact, that your words are making an impression. Rabbeinu brought a parable. And what's the parable? Like water dripping on a stone. Rabbeinu says, even though it seems on the surface level that the water has no strength to, uh, vis-à-vis the stone, that the water has no strength to penetrate the stone, which is super hard, and that you cannot distinguish, you cannot see, you cannot uh, see the Im- the impression that the water makes on the stone. Nonetheless, Rabbeinu says, when the water descends upon the stone, Time and time again, consecutively, and that's the key. It means not to give up. It means to do it consecutively. Even though you were not able to utter a word in Yibodadut, it means to show up. To be there consecutively. To show up time and time again. Even though you cannot say anything. Even though your words feel like they have no grace. Repeat again. Rabbanu says, even though you cannot say anything, just repeat the same word over and over. He says a very good one is to say, Ribono Shel Olam. Ribono Shel Olam. Ribono Shel Olam. Rabbi Natan was once approached. It's a famous story. Rabbi Nathan was once approached by a, a Lamdan, a very big, um, a very studious individual, a person who knew the, uh, uh, a thousand pages of Gemara Ba'al Peh. A thousand pages of Gemara. Of the, he knew a thousand pages of the Talmud by heart. Really, one page is, I'm thinking for myself, literally impossible. I'm not saying impossible because it's possible, but it requires such an amount of dedication to memorize one page of Gemara. 
And yet alone he knew a thousand pages about Alpe and he showed Rabbi Nathan this. Rabbi Nathan says, and what, you think I should be impressed by this? My student, Rabbi Moshe, he's referencing Rabbi Moshe Bressler. Some say it was Rabbi Ozer. I heard the story of Rabbi Moshe Bressler. He said, my student, Rabbi Moshe Bressler, he can scream a thousand times and he's able to do to Ribbono Shel Olam. So Rabbi Nathan, for Rabbi Nathan, Rabbi Nathan's eyes, what's more sincere and what's more precious in Hashem's eyes is the fact that you're able to repeat the same word with the same fervor a thousand times. Because that's what's key. The, the, the passion, the fire, the sincerity, that's what Hashem is looking for. So Hashem Yitbarach is saying, even though Hashem Yitbarach wants you to come back to Him, even though you're not able to utter a word, and Rabban was saying that this is what's precious, to consecutively, time and time again, Continue penetrating your heart of stone through the words that are coming out of your mouth. And Rabban was saying, when the water descends upon the stone consecutively, time and time again, they create a hole within the stone as we see naturally. And this we see with, with the story of Rabbi Akiva more than anything, the famous story of Rabbi Akiva that made him do tshuva when he saw the, the, the hole in the stone after years of the water being poured down there, drop by drop. And he saw the hole in the stone and he said, if there's a hole in this stone, of course there could be, uh, of course we can penetrate my heart of stone as well. So we see here what? Even though you see that your heart is a heart of stone and you don't see the impression of your words and your prayers, and We'll see as time goes on, as the years and days pass, your heart of stone will be penetrated through your conversations. Through the, what? As it says in Eyov, Avanim Shachakumayim. Water wears away stones. Even something as soft as water can wear away stone as long as it's, cons- as long as it's consistent and as long as you continue trying. as we mentioned above. And of course, we already discussed this subject about reinforcing the practice of Yitbodedut, the conversation between you and the Creator of the universe, as we discussed in the previous books. Look over there. Um, uh, look over there and you'll see awesome things. Um, you can see properly what it's mentioned over there. And Rabbi Natan says, the main thing is that you shall fulfill the words mentioned over there in the books. Look in the book, the entire book in itself is literally um, teachings about it. The entire book, called Outpouring of the Soul, an incredible sefer. And of course, look what is written over here. And fulfill these words in simplicity, in simplicity, so that these words shall do good for you, forever. That's it for today. Bezrat Hashem will continue in the next podcast, um, starting the new section of the conversation, Sichot Morenu Arav Rabbi Nachman, the conversations of our master and teacher, Rabenu Hakadosh Rabbi Nachman Mufege. Nach Nachman Nachman Uman. That's it for today. And uh, next podcast will start with Seif Resh Lamet Hey Bezrat Hashem.